this is Peter Miller from Smarter Than BPD. Today is February 3rd, 2024, and this is Episode 9 in Season 2 of the series. Today I wanted to get into the subjects of misunderstanding and the need for patience while learning to uh, manage borderline personality disorder. Both of these issues can be uh, relevant. Uh, both of them can cause issues and trouble when you're trying to learn how to live in your body in a different way, which is, again, largely what BPD is all about. It's like, I've used these examples before, learning how to surf on a surfboard when you haven't learned before, learning how to ride a skateboard. Both of these uh, sports uh, require a specialized kind of skill and balance in order, to be, in order to be able to do it in a way that is enjoyable and I guess where you're not always falling down, right? So a borderline personality disorder requires a specialized set of skills that you can acquire, that you can practice, uh, and that over time you can get better and better at so that you don't fall off the board, so to speak, as much, right? And life can be less painful, it can be more enjoyable even, which would be nice. Uh, often what happens uh, in the lives of people with BPD is that they have moments of challenge that are repetitious, moments of drama and chaos, moments where it seems that things are continually uh, breaking down and where they are experiencing losses and um, turbulence in their life and lots of unwanted consequences that come with um, yeah, not knowing how to do it in a different way. And which is kind of sad and tragic in itself, right? I mean, you end up making decisions, doing things in certain ways. It leads to certain kinds of uh, consequences and outcomes with people uh, that you are sharing your life with. Lots of heartaches and disappointments. And... Um, you know, when these things occur too often or too much and with too much intensity, I mean, of course, anybody would get really discouraged, right? And they would want to even give up and they would just say, you know, I can't take any more of this kind of um, painful life events and situations and uh, where I'm not able to get what I want and where there's misery, right? So of course, uh, it makes sense that a percentage of the people with borderline personality disorder are going to attempt suicide at some point and a portion of them will also follow through and 
again, very sad and tragic because it doesn't need to happen. It's largely, even mostly, I would say, due to a lack of understanding and skill development, skill mastery, uh, so that the pains of life don't have to uh, outweigh the joys. I mean, it would be nice if they could at least be 50-50, right? Um, I think most people would, would agree with that. It's a valid thing to uh, desire, you know, to have it a portion of life at least to be enjoyable. And then the other parts of life that are hard for everybody, I mean, we, we all have to accept that, right? And people get sick, people die, people break up uh, with people. Um, so tragic things naturally happen. And so life is hard in ways, just naturally. But with BPD, it is um, almost always harder than it needs to be. So if we come back to the point of this podcast, which is misunderstanding, a lot of this heartbreak and pain has to do with this constant misunderstanding, or we could call it constant perceptual confusion or distortion. Seeing events uh, in ways that are probably oversimplified or that are looking uh, through a lens of exaggerated threat. So it might seem quite often that people are being uh, uh, hurtful or threatening when they may not be. And then, you know, if you are making your decisions based on the perception of threat or fear of abandonment or, you know, being rejected, if you're basing a lot of your decisions on that and making those decisions quickly, uh, it can make life um, a lot harder because, as I mentioned also in previous podcasts, uh, that um, some decisions have um, a larger weight or gravity to them. And if we make those decisions impulsively, then it inevitably can make life harder. But what kinds of uh, misinterpretation are possible and what tends to happen uh, with people suffering from BPD? And I guess I would say they could be many. Um, there's many ways to uh, see things uh, in a in a narrow, oversimplified way. I mean, and if you look at some of the cognitive distortions that come from cognitive behavioral therapy, you will see that, you know, um, there's several ways to have a distorted thought. You could be looking at things in all or nothing, black or white ways. You could be overgeneralizing things. Um, you could be jumping to conclusions. You could be uh, catastrophizing about the future, um, kind of making things out to be, you know, worst case scenario when you don't know yet. And, and there's a few others. There's at least 10 
uh, classic cognitive distortions that people can experience. And sometimes they experience more than one of these distortions at the same time. That's why it can be good, of course, to study the subject and to even talk with a therapist or start doing some exercises so that you can learn like when you are experiencing these types of distortions and um, you know at least be able to say to yourself oh you know I'm experiencing some of these um, common cognitive distortions and of course another one sorry I should also add is emotional reasoning very uh, common distortion in BPD where you say I feel it so strongly that it is a fact. So my feelings are the facts, is the distortion, right? And uh, uh, even that one alone, I mean, is a very, um, a very challenging one. And anyone with BPD would, would be able to tell you, like, I feel my feelings so strongly, like, how could I deny that they are the truth? How could I be wrong that, you know, I am threatened or that I'm being rejected or, you know, that I don't know what the future holds when I feel so, so, so strongly about it? Uh, like, let me tell you, like, I've been there on many occasions. And it can really be convincing um, to when you're stuck in those perceptual frameworks. And when people, when you interact with people and they tell you like you're, you're not thinking rationally or they tell you don't think like that, um, that is also a problem. <laughs> because then it's like they're invalidating your perception and the feeling that goes with the perception. And that's another tragic piece. Like there's so much tragedy in BPD. Like, so your loved ones are trying to help you, but then while they're trying to help you, they're not taking an approach that helps you. In fact, it probably just gets you more aggravated and even more stuck on the misinterpretations that you are quite possibly having. I mean, learn about validation again. If you're, you know, if you're in a relationship with someone who suffers from BPD, learn how to uh, use validation in a way that is effective and that is helpful. So that, you know, when you're interacting, it can help, you're helping the person settle the emotions and optimize the brain. It's really hard to get out of a misunderstanding or a misperception when the emotions remain aggravated, when they remain deregulated. The emotions need to be settled first. <laughs> I've been in therapy in so many sessions where I've seen this pattern and where people skip over the emotion regulation part. They skip over the emotional understanding. They go straight for the facts. They go straight for trying to change the way we are looking at situations and thinking. So the whole emotional thing gets skipped. And then 
And then the whole part about skipping the emotions basically means that the emotions get invalidated and that they don't get settled. And so the person with BPD continues to stay stuck. And then when they stay stuck, they seem to get in even more trouble with the people around them and they experience more of what they don't want or, or that they things that they are afraid of experiencing, which are rejection and abandonment and these kinds of things. Uh, you really need to understand this tragedy, how it can be, a person can't see how they are misinterpreting. They also can't see that they need to regulate the emotion before they can sort out the in misinterpretation. The people around them make it worse on accident. If you don't see this tragic kind of cycle or paradigm, it's almost guaranteed it's going to happen again and again and again. And then the more it happens, uh, the more a person with BPD probably wants to just give up entirely because it seems like life is impossible. And when it seems like life is impossible, what else is a person to conclude, right? Like if it's if it's impossible to get along, if it's impossible to communicate effectively and talk things through and sort out problems and figure out what to do uh, that would be in a person's best interest, if it's recurrently and like seemingly impossible to do that, it's it's hard to keep going. And so I, you know, I have to um, provide some. Um, encouragement to to you folks out there who may be in these tragic circumstances with the people that you care about and the people that care about you. Um, it's like nobody means to be making it worse, but then they do anyway because they just don't get BPD. But the thing is, we can learn how to do this. We can learn how to slow down and sort out the misinterpretations. We can do it within ourselves individually and probably more ideally, we can do it together where we are taking the approaches to our emotions uh, that are helpful and that optimize brain functioning so that the emotions can be turned down and the rational thinking, the executive thinking parts of the brain can be turned up, if that makes sense. And so they can be basically balanced and you can end up in a state of what uh, Marshall Linehan calls wise mind, where you have a nice fusion balance of rational thinking and emotional feeling each can inform the other and then you can make the best possible uh, determinations and uh, uh, con conclusions and d decisions for what you want to do in each moment of life but it has to be um, has to be done effectively has to be done skillfully uh, so, I mean, turning to resources like listening to these podcasts can be helpful as a way to get started. It's also important to read books on the subject. You could enroll in my free course 
at freebpdcourse.com. Um, in there is um, a story of my experiences coupled with my learnings about DBT and CBT and how I put the pieces together to try and make improvements. Uh, and it's there's many other videos in there from other professionals who describe each step in the process uh, in addition to what I've written, uh, what I've included in the course for what you can do. <clears throat> but yeah, you need to get into some practical exercises. Um, so how, you know, how do I deal with this misinterpretation? I mean, of course, you have to get skilled and practiced in things like mindfulness, uh, which is just kind of a cornerstone that keeps coming back pretty much to anyone I talk to, because if you don't have mindfulness, you don't have a way to bring yourself into the present moment and kind of turn on self-awareness, turn on the lights so that you can see what you're feeling in the moment and what types of thoughts you're having in the moment. Um, which, I mean, if you can't see what's happening, when it's happening, that can make it um, a lot harder to um, intervene on your own behalf and make changes. So mindfulness is key. Uh, like other things you can do are uh, keeping a journal, writing down your thoughts uh, in moments of difficulty. Just putting pen to paper can really help with slowing things down. And that's what you want, right? You want to be able to slow things down uh, so that you can see where you could be having misinterpretation. Uh, talking to people who are good at listening, people who can hear you non-judgmentally, this can also help with slowing things down and getting your brain into uh, a different place of you know thinking of details of situations that you might not have considered because I mean things often get overlooked uh, when we get into our deregulated emotional state facts get missed and these are the things uh, that lead to you know uh, rash decisions and unwanted uh, outcomes so again you know like I, I get where you're coming from, you know, if you're if you are in that very frustrated place of borderline personality disorder where you're maybe just starting to learn what it's all about and how, um, you know, how confusing it can be, how frustrating it can be, how uh, demoralizing it can be. Um, because it, it seems like your body and mind are communicating truth to you at all times because you feel so strongly about uh, your perceptions. It can, it's really hard to kind of go like, you know, maybe I am wrong about uh, what I'm perceiving here. It's also on the, on the flip side, it's important to not always um, immediately invalidate yourself because some of what you're perceiving has probably some elements of truth to it. So you just need to be able to see the truthful aspects alongside with the parts that you could be misperceiving. Uh, because just because you have borderline doesn't mean that you misperceive every single thing about life. 
in fact you could be even have you could even have a heightened awareness of some of the more um, some of the details that other people might not even notice so you can't like be saying you know I'm just perceptually inaccurate 100% of the time and you know other people can just see things more clearly than me and um, you know I'm like I'm I'm just a total failure at perception I don't think that's true um, it's just being able to again make the distinctions between the the correct parts and the incorrect parts and as you study the subject and you get more skilled and you get some practices going um, and you start you know having that heightened awareness of when you could be stuck on a certain kind of distorted thought um, and when you have an, an urge to act in a in a impulsive way uh, and and then you start to do things to slow down the process on purpose things are going to eventually start to turn out better and you're going to develop new neural pathways you're going to get more skilled more you're going to be better at managing uh, the BPD pattern which basically means less uh, chaos and drama and more uh, desirable outcomes over time and it it's not a quick fix, as I've also said in previous episodes, but with determination and with regular study and practice, uh, you can make improvements and get much stronger. So I'm hoping this episode was helpful. Please also uh, reference the follow-up notes uh, from these podcast episodes, which I have hosted at freebpdcourse.com. You can uh, see that there is a link near the top of the page or like a picture slash link that you can enter into those, um, those notes. So have a good day and we will talk to you again in the near future. <laughs>